uh, and we look ahead, man, to UFC 262. Al, hit me with it. What are you sizing up on this next pay-per-view event? Um, I think this is this is a really this is a really interesting one. I really only have broken down like based on my like the way that I break down fights on the main event, which is Charles Oliveira and uh, Michael Chandler. Ooh, shit. And, and uh, it's gonna be a fight. I, it's gonna be a fight that I think Charles Oliveira is gonna win. And I feel like um, I don't know. I feel like the under is probably the best bet in this fight or fight goes the distance. No, if you look at both of these guys, so Chandler's gone 11 and five to the under since uh, 2013. Oliveira has gone 14 and seven to the under since 2020, uh, since 2020, 2012. Uh, Charles Oliveira has won 13 of his 22 UFC fights inside the distance. And Michael Chandler has won eight of his last 16 between the UFC and Bellator fights inside the distance. Someone's getting knocked out or someone's getting tapped out. And I think it's going to be Michael Chandler. And this is why, because Michael Chandler, this is a great betting opportunity for people who want to back Charles Oliveira, because there's a lot of um, perception on Chandler and it's false perception because if Chandler were to fight the same type of fight that he fought against Hooker against Charles Oliveira, it's not going to work because Charles Oliveira is never going to have his hands down because he's not afraid to get taken down because he is a third degree uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Oh yeah. He he'll, does, he'll be happy to go into he, guard. He does some of his best work from his back. And uh, Michael Chandler hasn't – I don't think he's ever fought in a guy like that. He's fought in a lot of guys that are not Charles Oliveira, and he's Damn lost. Right. To, and he's lost to them. Yeah. And he's gotten knocked out by them. And, uh, you know, full disclosure, I am a giant Charles Oliveira fan, like a monstrous Charles Oliveira <laughs> fan. He's made me a lot of money. He's sure. made me – but it, when I have this fight broken down analytically – I feel like the best value on this fight is the under at uh, I, I, I think it's lined uh, like the fight goes the distance. No, is something ridiculous, like minus two sixty, but I under three and a half rounds minus one twenty. I think that's a, a, that's a very solid bet. Uh, I don't think that this fight is going to go. Uh, I don't think this fight's going to go more than like a round and a half, maybe, maybe two rounds. Um, and, uh, I just, I just feel like if, if Chandler thinks that he's going to do the same thing with like that cocked right hand and like uh, Charles Oliveira said it, like if, if he, if he thinks that he's going to come in here and wrestle me and fake the wrestle, fake the wrestling and hit me on my chin, he's not scared to get hit on his chin, especially when, when he, when he knows it's coming because he's, he's not going to be, he's not Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker, as good as he is, he's not the greatest wrestler. He's not the greatest on his back. He's not a, I don't even think he is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. When you have that type of, when you have that type of defense on the ground, you do not care about getting taken down, especially against a guy as rudimentary as far as wrestling goes, as Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler isn't that much of a threat on the ground as far as submissions go. 
So like if Chandler's going to try to fight his fight, his best fight to his best path to victory has got to be on the stand-up. And I Charles Oliveira's got pretty good stand-up. And uh yeah, man. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about this one? I don't think we've talked about this one yet. No, we haven't. And you know, Al, honestly, man, I I'm seeing it pretty similar to you, I think. You know, when we look at the last three losses, right? So Michael Chandler's lost five fights. The first two fights this guy ever lost were back-to-back -back split decisions. So fights where they were very close, it went the other way. All you know, one judge saw it for Michael Chandler, right? But you know, in his last three fights, he's lost. Will Brooks finished him with punches in round four, right? Uh, Brent Primus kicks kicks him with a calf kick, similar to what we saw Jimmy Crew. He's folding the foot under, can't continue. First round TKO. And then, uh, you know, Patricio Pitbull knocks him out one minute into their fight with punches. Um, you know, so what I'm getting at is, is we've never seen Michael Chandler submitted, right? But has Michael Chandler ever even been remotely close with someone as good with as the uh, with as good of a jujitsu game as Du Bronx? And the answer is not even close. I mean, the closest guy we have is Goiti Yamuchi, who, let's keep it real, the dude ain't nowhere near the level Du Bronx 2.0 is at right now. Um, so what I'm thinking is, is Michael Chandler, this dude ain't shooting a double on my man, do Bronx, this guy shoot on this guy one time and see if he doesn't snatch you up in the tightest guillotine and wraps those legs around your body. And you're being attacked like, uh, Jennifer Lopez, 1996, the movie Anaconda, you know what I'm saying? You're getting wrapped up and you're getting ate up by my man, do Bronx. Um, so what I'm getting at is, is. I see this fight playing out on the feet, and it's playing out on the feet. My man Michael Chandler is a midget compared to the length uh, and the in-and-out ability and probably the speed of Du Bronx at this point because, of, you know, he's the guy in the most submission victories in UFC history. But what have we seen from this guy in his most recent fights? His stand-up is ridiculous. He's hitting guys with crazy shots, long shots. I mean, the, the, really the only knock I have on Charles Oliveira and, and the thing is, this is stuff from years ago. We're talking at featherweight. We're talking 2014. I feel like we saw the guy quit a few times earlier in his career. But again, I'm talking about Dubronx 2.0. We're talking about a yeah. different guy at this point. Where do we stand as far as odds in this fight, Al? Do you have a money line for where these guys are sitting right now? Yeah, it's a complete steal. Charles Oliveira is sitting right now at minus 115, and Michael Chandler is at plus 115. It's a complete steal. This these lines are completely off. Charles Oliveira should be the way I would line this fight is like one minus one seventy five. Charles, not even man minus two hundred. Charles Oliveira, like really, yeah, like it's this is perception. This line right here that we're seeing right now, and I feel like it was plus one thirty five, and so a lot of money has come in now on Chandler. Yeah. So the line open at plus 145 on Chandler. Now all the way down to plus 115. That's all perception, man. What what is there? What is there there? He's he's isn't he like 36 years old, right? 36-year-old yep, lightweight. Small and, lightweight. And the ground game, the ground game like this is not talked about very much, but the the difference in their their height the difference in their reach plays a huge deal in the ground as well. And I think this, this all comes down to Charles Oliveira is going to like a, like Fabricio Verdum style is just going to be, you know, 
I don't care if you take me down. Pull, like, I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if Charles, Charles Oliveira wins this wins this fight with a guillotine, with just a straight up classic guillotine, with Chandler getting pieced up, going in for a double leg, desperation Ol takedown, Oliveira catching him, guillotine. That's a wrap. The new and he's deserved it for so long. The new lightweight champion, and then line him up for the money fight against uh, uh, either Poirier. Well, it'll be Poirier, either Poirier or McGregor, but it'll be Poirier. So, and then there you go. There's, there's the that's the wrap to this whole saga of the the last three years of the the lightweight division. And then Chandler can fight whoever. Chandler can fight. I don't know. Who cares? But you know what? Al, I'm totally with you. Wrap it up. The predictions in. Charles Oliveira, I think, should win this fight. I think Charles Oliveira wins this fight. Uh, I think we're getting tremendous value. I'm going to be very interested to see if that money continues to come in on Michael Chandler. Uh, this this might be uh this might be the one. This might imagine we, we might go we might go big we might go big here on on my boy Charlie Olives. I, I really got a feeling Charles Oliveira. I've already is, went pretty big. Put some work in here. Yeah, I've already went pretty big on Charles Oliveira, and I'm. It's disappointing that I've seen now a lot of money come in because I got Charles Oliveira like minus one thirty five, and now I see him at minus one fifteen. So yeah, yeah, dude. And you might we might be able to get him at plus money at some Ooh, point. Boy, yeah. Then, well, hey, listen, Al, I've been cashing for a couple years now. Uh, plus money on Charles Oliveira. You know, I was the only guy I swear in the world. Who took Charles Oliveira against Tony Ferguson? No, I've been me too. For a while now, so uh, I'm not going to stop now, man. I mean, Michael Chandler, one win in the UFC, knocks out Dan Dan Hooker, coming off of an absolute war with Dustin Poirier. You know, the guy landed one good shot in the fight. You know, really, it's not like it was just a complete and utter domination. If anything. Chandler was getting quite frustrated with the length and the reach that Dan Hooker and the movement, which Charles Oliveira is going to bring a very similar style on top of being the deadliest guy on the ground. It's in the picks in man. It's, it's Charles Oliveira for me. Al, what do you say? Should we uh maybe talk about this co-main event a little bit? Hey, but just before we do, I was on, don't forget. And for all the viewers, because we had a show on another channel and that was a nice December 12th evening. We were both on Charles Oliveira that evening very heavily. I was right on, right very on. heavily. And well, it was, was only me and you, dude, I swear. In the <laughs> MMA community, it was me and my man, Al. And, and, and people people were saying that Tony Tiferg was the lock. I'm like, yo, uh, I don't know about that. And we got Tony Ferguson on the same card too, right? Is that where you're going with this? That's where I'm going with this. And then this is this brings us right into another transition to a, another beautiful betting spot. My man, Benil Dariush against Tony Ferguson. This is another bet that I've already made. And uh, I bet uh, Dariush at like minus 145, thinking I, I keep thinking that the money is going to come in on the other side, and it's not because the betting public is just not that smart. And Benil yeah. Dariush is now a minus 135 favorite, and I bet him at uh, – about minus 150. Ferguson is plus 130. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to get overconfident here because I've done this before. 
like I we um, a good one that I had was um, uh, Casey Kenny right and Dominic Cruz where I was just like lock it up that's a that's a wrap Casey Kenny easy money I was wrong right I don't want to get I don't want to get like ahead of myself here because Benil Darius has had he you know he's elite elite but he still had he's almost his own worst enemy right like he's had weight cut issues and he's all he also like he's one of those guys who he doesn't he doesn't fight his game he fights the entertaining game he fights the stand-up game even though that's not his game right like he he gets into these wars with guys when he doesn't have to just because he want he's literally chasing money because of you know whatever the you know the just the 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 state of MMA, how a guy needs to go out there and get a bonus to, you know, to, to make ends meet basically in his own mind and to get what they think is their value. They have to go out there and chase a bonus. And I feel like that's, that's so Benil Darius and he's, he's gone out there. He's tried to get those stoppage victories. And, uh, I don't know, man, I think he's really, really good. And I think he's going to beat up Tony Ferguson, similar to the way that Charles Oliveira beat him up. And I think that this is a very, very good betting spot. And uh, I'm just, I'm not as confident, you sure. know, like yeah, I have a little I'm, bit of And hesitation. I'm not either, man. I, I think that's a very tough fight. Like, you know, first off, we just got to, we just got to say to ourselves, I mean, Tony's back is against the wall. I mean, this guy, if he loses this fight to Benil Dariush, we're looking at another Tyron Woodley situation who, you know, yesterday we found out officially Tyron Woodley's done, which, you know, who didn't see that coming, right? I didn't even need anybody to let me know. I had already made the executive decision for Dana White myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, you know, damn, man, it's like I, I do feel like we're going to need to see throwback Tony, but we're talking about Tony Ferguson, a 37-year-old lightweight. And yeah. I talk about it all the time, man. These lower weight classes, you know, lightweight, really even up to welterweight, you know, these guys, when they hit that 35 range, they just don't seem to have it anymore. And the timeline is accurate. You know what I mean? Like, look at what, what Robbie Lawler, Tyron Woodley, Tony Ferguson, these guys hit 35 and they're just not that same dude. Now, are they fighting ultra high level competition? The best fighters in the world? Oh yeah, absolutely. But I just don't know, man. Uh, you know, we know Benil Dariush has his faults. We've seen him get tested, you know. Um, at the same time, man, tremendous win streak, and the guy is very skilled. But you are right. I think Benil sometimes does. He's almost his own worst enemy. You know, he's yeah. willing to go out there, eat shots, to land shots. Yeah. And it's worked out thus far. But, you know, Tony Ferguson, man, if he gets those those elbows going, you know, if he sharpens up those elbows – uh, it could be interesting, but man, I got to be honest, Tony Ferguson appears to be a shell of his former self. And I don't know if we ever see that same guy, but I'm not quite as confident as you. However, at this point, I do got to say, I probably do lean Benil Dariush, but I could see this fight playing out very closely. Yeah. Like if the money keeps coming in on Tony, like I was kind of, I was, I was kind of like, I'm not that, you know, I'm not that, uh, I'm not that bullish on Darius at minus 165. I'm pretty bullish on Darius if he ends up being at like minus 115 ish. You know what I mean? And I've already made the bet, but that's 
to me, like based on market value on fight night, if you're like, man, this I, could like, be another spot where you're talking about a guy that ends up plus money. I mean, we're what still three weeks away, four weeks away. Yeah. And I, I'll say it right now. Tony Ferguson should not be a plus money against Benil Darius period. And if, if, even if you think Tony Ferguson is going to win the fight, if Benil Darius gets to plus money, you have to bet Benil Darius because that's the way that you make money betting betting these betting this game. You, you don't you don't bet on who you who you think is going to win. You bet on the market value and Benil Darius at plus money. And I know we're kind of you know putting the putting the cart in front of the horse here, but if he ends up getting if if Tony takes that steam and Darius ends up even getting to a pick em, like that minus one fifteen range, you got to you got to take him, man. Darius is Darius is a lot. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a better fighter, but he's he's a lot more. He's got a lot more left in him, right? Like the the ceiling is a lot higher for Darius as opposed to Ferguson. Whereas if Ferguson loses his fight, as 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 good of a draw as he might be, how do you get a draw on a guy who's lost three straight fights, right? That's yeah, that's what I mean, man. I'll tell you what though, the Tony Ferguson fan base, they are hardcore and uh they still feel like they need to come by my YouTube channel and let me know Tony would be <laughs> Habib, which I just gotta tell people, like I told him for years, not a chance, pure smash, 50 45. If 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 Tony got out of there with a 50 45, that'd be a good Tony Ferguson performance. Uh my man Habib kills this dude all day, every day, tiramisu motherfuckers uh you know what Al, before we get out of here there's one last fight i do want to touch on real quick and it's one that i'm very very confident and it comes with a line of a very confident uh betting public uh my man leon edwards is gonna lay it on nate diaz okay i've been first off let me just say something your boy don't get Nate Diaz fights wrong. I bet the guy, he goes out there and wins. I bet against the guy, he goes out there and he loses. Leon Edwards wins this fight. Too young, too good, too much better. The dude's just better everywhere. I don't know where Nate Diaz wins this fight. Maybe at some point, Leon Edwards, in beating the shit out of Nate Diaz, gasses out, and then we see Nate Diaz just start to volume uh, but other than that, man, and I really don't see it. I think Leon Edwards goes out here and finishes Nate Diaz, another guy who career-wise has been incredibly tough to finish. And I just think it's too much. I don't think this is a good fight for Nate Diaz. I'll say this. Nate Diaz beats Leon Edwards. He'll steal his spot. If you can beat Leon Edwards, you're right up there. You're the best. You're one of the best in the business. I don't think Nate Diaz is at that point anymore. I think Leon Edwards absolutely destroys this guy, gets a huge name win, big payday, and is uh gonna be right there to um gonna uh, Leon. It's like Leon Edwards, Wonder Boy, Colby Covington, man. Uh, Usman's got some work in front of him, and we ain't even got to my boy Hamzat Chimaev, who's gonna be making that comeback. Uh, Al, what do you, what do you think of this fight, dude? Yeah, I'm with you. I think, uh, I think this is, I think what this fight is, I, um, we'll probably get some good value on the over here because whenever you have a heavy favorite against an underdog in a fight like this, you're going to see the market expecting that, uh, it's a quick fight. And I don't think this will be a quick fight. This will be similar to, uh, you know, this will be similar to, um, 
Diaz, Masvidal. Sure. We'll go into the later rounds of, I think Edwards is just going to pick him apart. Uh, yeah, I'm with you 100%. I, I probably will bet, this is an interesting one because it, you, can, you can make a case to betting Edwards inside the distance as well as the over because I don't see this fight going the distance. I see Edwards winning this fight, but I don't see him just, you know, one hitter quitting Nate Diaz, right? right? Like, uh, I don't see him turning uh, Diaz's chin like Masvidal or like Usman did to Masvidal. But uh, who knows, man? <laughs> that would be a wild thing to see. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Leon Edwards. And one thing, uh, one thing, just a tidbit that we got from the UFC – 261 post fight press conference our man nate diaz's brother nick diaz is apparently looking for a fight in the ufc and dana white is apparently entertaining this uh notion and uh, uh somebody asked him if uh hamzat shamayev was out of the question and dana white said no as far as uh opponent for nick diaz Uh, that is not the comeback you want nick diaz let me let me COVID or not that ain't the one that ain't the one bro the the fight to make is jorge masvidal right how huge would that be damn that's that's the fight to make yeah uh nick diaz versus jorge masvidal that's a banger yeah let's book that 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 i like that makes way more sense yeah, let's do it. I'm down. Let's do it. It's signed. Dana, 10%, 20%. There you go. Al Mac just signed the deal. 10%, both fighters, done deal. Uh, <laughs> what is there left to do?